I want to read a line from that first reading to begin this morning. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. Upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. And you will be radiant at what you see, and your hearts shall throb and overflow. Isaiah is speaking about a moment when the glory of God, the radiant splendor of God's glory, will appear. Something will happen that will bring that glory right into our midst. In our studies of human nature, of the awesome creation that we are, we find out that we are rational beings. We have a rational soul. And whenever someone stands in the middle of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome or any of the great cathedrals or listens to a symphony of any of the great composers, we remember how different we are than all the other animals that God has made. We are rational beings, which means that we are made for the truth, not just merely for knowledge, but we are made for the truth, a truth that is wisdom, and not a truth that is abstract, but a truth that is as real as you and I. And therefore, to be most fully human, to be most fully actualized and fully human means to seek the truth and to seek to find the greatest truth that you and I are capable of knowing and then with this other faculty that makes us unique, this free will, once we find that truth, that we embrace it and allow it to form our life and govern it. This is why the life of human beings is a life of seeking the truth. And Scripture has high praise for anyone who seeks wisdom, like the Queen of Sheba, who journeyed very far from the south in order to come and hear the wisdom of Solomon. It is a very key moment in our life when we begin this search for the truth. Unfortunately, in our culture, 
There are so many distractions and diversions that often squelches the grace of this moment. So many things to numb or medicate the pain that is calling us beyond ourself to know a greater wisdom. I remember when this happened to me. It's happened at several times in my life. But there was one moment I had this image. I was sitting on a hill overlooking a busy freeway during rush hour with cars going to and fro. And branded upon my spirit was the word purpose. And the great question, why Where is everybody going? What is the purpose of all this? There's got to be more to life than eating and drinking, working and sleeping, buying and selling, crawling out of bed every morning tired, throwing down a cup of coffee, and heading back out into a day of toil, stress, and worry. There's got to be more to life than this. And so I began to search, not for knowledge. I began to search for the truth, for the truth that is wisdom. This is what we see in these magi. These are men who are often servants of kings because of their wisdom. They were sought by many for their counsel. And what is beautiful about a seeker of truth is they're always seeking. You follow one light, and that leads to another light and to another light. And these men went as far as their natural knowledge could take them of astrology, of history, and other sciences. This knowledge led them as far as it could take them, but they needed another source of wisdom the wisdom that is found in the Hebrew scriptures that God spoke through the mouths of the prophets and is this wisdom that led them to the child of Mary. The child of Mary. And when they found this child, they probably didn't realize fully what they were searching for. They just knew that there was something more and that this child was the answer. That was the moment when the glory of God shone about them and their hearts were radiant with joy and throbbing with excitement because they had found what every single human heart is seeking the alcoholic, the workaholic, the person caught in a lifestyle of promiscuity, 
the empty heart of someone caught in materialism. All these people are seeking this. They just don't know it. They're looking in the wrong places. And so these wise men teach us many things about this search for truth. First of all, it means leaving behind some things, like People magazine, like maybe curtailing the amount of television we watch in order to pursue wisdom, to leave behind the things that fill our minds with garbage, or at best, useless information. And they teach us, they came from very far, that the search for truth is arduous. It requires perseverance. We have to get up from the chair. We got to do something. But as Scripture tells us, the blessings of this search are bountiful. God blesses those who search for wisdom. They also teach us that the discovering of the truth can change the very course of our lives <laughs> in a major way. What did they see? The gifts that they gave reveal it. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I'm going to take them in reverse in order for us to understand what these gifts are teaching us. Myrrh was used to wrap bodies of the dead, which means that Jesus came into this world to die. He came into this world to give his life, which means that the wood of the cradle is already foreshadowing the wood of the cross. Incense was used in the temple for worship, which means in this Christ child, the wedding between divinity and humanity takes place in an amazing union. Incense was also used for sacrifice because this child will be the priest in the order of Melchizedek. And in offering his life on the cross, he will be both the priest and the victim. And gold is always a symbol in that time of royalty, of kingship. And the death of Jesus on the cross reveals the universal kingship that he is ushering into the world. When they discovered this child, they rediscovered themselves. They saw in this child a power that does not dominate or trample over others. This king is going to reign by the power of love, of sacrificial love, which is the revelation back upon ourselves that if we are to reign with Christ, we can only reign in the same way.
These, these truths were articulated in a document from the Second Vatican Council where it says, Christ reveals us to ourselves and that we cannot discover ourselves except in making a complete gift of ourselves. The Magi give gold, frankincense, and myrrh. God gives himself. And this is what it means to be human. This is what it means to be fully actualized in our life. This is the truth that is the greatest wisdom. It is to know this child. It is to know Jesus. And that our life only makes sense when we are giving it away in sacrificial love. Epiphany. This is what is revealed. To not know this is to live in darkness. To know this is to be radiant with the glory of God. So today, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Love. At every single moment, the question is, how can I love? And then the next moment, how can I love? What does love need to look like right now? How do I give my life in this situation? Any days off, self-care, vacations, all these things that we need for rejuvenation are only for the purpose so that we can more generously give our lives away in sacrifice. Epiphany. This is what is revealed in this mystery. The revelation of ourselves renewed in Christ. This is why all selfishness has to be stripped away. All that is contrary to this love has to be redeemed. So as we re approach this altar today, that same mystery is in every Eucharist. Here's my life poured out and given up for you so that you and I can say to each other, here's my life given up and poured out for you. <laughs> The law of life is sacrifice. And this is what makes us reflect the glory of God. Amen.